Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There was a time at City Hall the only person who wanted to close the zoo was Chris McGimsey and now they seem to be queuing up to close it. Uh, Chris McGimsey is available to have a, a conversation with us. Chris, good morning. Uh, good morning, Frank. Good morning. Uh, you were never a fan of the zoo. You, you lobbied quite a bit on behalf of the what you would have argued on behalf of the animals. I did. I did indeed. I never was a, 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 a fan of the zoo at all. But can I say, I, don't, I, I never actually advocated formally closing the zoo. I'm, I'm and the city council's not proposing that tonight, or the last night they didn't propose that. The idea is to change and uh, get away from the old traditional Victorian type of zoo, which is what we have up there, and move and, and move, move more to a conservation centre where we can encourage uh, conservation, we can encourage children to understand animals and so on. Much more effective than simply uh, walking around gawking at, at, at animals that really don't want to be there and are, are totally out of their element. Yeah, but I presume we're not going to see any elephants, giraffes or tigers if the, we follow the newest suggestion. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You, uh, well, any that are there might serve, well, might be kept there until uh, until the end of their natural days because they wouldn't be able to, to forage or, or exist anywhere else, that, or, but they might not. But I mean, uh, no, no you, you wouldn't be going, you wouldn't get the silverback gorilla, you wouldn't get the giraffe, and you wouldn't get the elephant um, and, uh, because they they shouldn't be there. I mean, they're they're out, they're out, they're out of place, they're out of position. Well, what we need to be doing is, is looking seriously at the sort of threats to our native north northern European wildlife, and and that can be done very very effectively up in Bel and Bellevue. Do you get a sense that changes will happen? I know it's going to committee stage and this could linger and it might never see the light of day, a, a, a specific or particular change. But it, it, it's something that needs to come with some form of realisation that the public have a great respect for our zoo. The public have a great belief in the staff at the, the zoo and we all have a rich fondness of the zoo. Well, I think that's right. I mean, there is a fondness off the zoo, and it, it's sort of a, it floats on a sea of nostalgia for when your granny and granddad took you there on Easter Monday 30 years ago, and I, I understand that. Um, but, I mean, that's the problem. It's, it's people go to the zoo once a year, they enjoy it, they take their grandchildren or their children, the kids enjoy it, and so therefore they say, oh, we must keep the zoo. But the other 364 days of the year, the animals are not... I mean, they're not. They're, they're not. We're, we're not beating. City council is not beating away the cues of people, you know, and that, that's part of the difficulty. The, the animals there should be there for a positive reason, and and simply uh, I, uh, adult entertainment or human entertainment 
is not in my mind a positive a positive reason for having those animals up there and I think it's I think it's I think it's wrong and I think that whole concept of a zoo um, where you everybody goes around glares at animals and then moves on to the next animal. I think that 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 animal that uh, cause is dying. That sort of attitude is dying out, and I think Belfast Zoo needs to amend or close. And I think I would like to see it amend, and, and uh, I think that's what will happen. Do you get a sense when you're there, or if you were there, that the the animals aren't happy? Oh yes, very much. I've been through the zoo. There's so many animals. Certainly, if you would do, that they that. that uh, but clearly, they aren't happy. I know the um, the Born Free Foundation were around, and there's five other uh, zoo charities in the past have gone around, and they have listed back, uh, you know, classic uh, um, symptoms of, of boredom and and unhappiness, if you want to put it that way. You know, I mean, so uh, I I don't I don't think, and that's with, without any reflection on any of our staff that they say do a very good job, but they're they're asking to do a good job in a facility which is just not fit for purpose and that's that's the major problem bellevue is not fit for purpose we have up there on bellevue hill andy and sun bears who in their, in their native environment uh, roam about the the uh, lower regions of the andes and they spend their days lying sleeping resting in, in the sun that's why they're called andy and sun bears and we put them in bellevue hill well the wind would cut you in two and you know it's just it's just uh Totally inappropriate. But are we not doing work? Can you not see work being done that is actually helping with conservation? That's helping with bre- with, with, with breeding. Well, yes, well, yes. Well, there's two things. First of all, conserva- The concept of conservation is you take an animal which is in uh, under pressure, uh, and you force you have a forced breeding program, and you then release it back into the wild, and that helps to as they're as they're doing successfully with the beavers in in. England, I think it was Kent, there was a programme on the TV just last week about it, uh, and they have done in Scotland, they've done that with, throughout the, the world, but what we do up there is we breed animals for barter, and that's what a lot of this European breeding programme is about, and then once you have, once you have bred, and we bred, we bred, I think, 13 giraffes, and three of them died, but we didn't need 13 giraffes. The idea, presumably, is we get them to a certain level, we'll flog them to some other zoo for, you know, two lions and a zebra sort of thing. That's what we do. We, we breed for barter, and then we barter these animals to other zoos, and that's how we ex- extend our, our stock. I don't, that's, not, that is not, that's not conservation, that there's uh, business, and I don't think that's what the animals should be up there for. Okay, uh, Chris McGimsey, thank you very much indeed. Chris McGimsey, who's never been in favour of Belfast Zoo as it currently is, or as it was over the last number of years. Uh, Mal O'Hara's with the Green Party. Uh, Mal, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, where do you guys stand on this? And just for people who may be joining us later, remind us of what Sinn Féin are proposing and what you're saying on the back of their suggestion. Well, I, I suppose the Sinn Féin motion last week really came out of the blue to a lot of people. Um, and essentially, it talks about the cost of Belfast Zoo and closing it, um, uh, relocating staff, providing training, um, and then exploring other options for what we do with the site up there. Now, Frank, every quarter I sit on the City Growth and Regeneration Committee and every quarter we have uh, an update from the zoo and our last one was in January and none of the Sinn Féin members that are on that committee 
flagged any any issues with the zoo or any sort of strategic thoughts about re-examining what we do with that site. Um, there was no concerns about um, uh, animal conservation. There were no concerns about potential cruelty. And so to have this motion brought forward at City Council last night was a real bolt out of the blue. Um, people, the process is that that Connor was able to propose that to Connor Maskey, the Sinfian councillor, um, and his seconder was able to speak to it, but nobody else was allowed to debate the issue. It now goes to committee, and I think that gives us a real bit of breathing space uh, to explore other options for Belfast Zoo. As a party, of course, we have some significant concerns around animals used as entertainment. Um, but in the midst of a biodiversity crisis, conservation-based zoos have to play a role. And that means that some animals are endangered or at threat, and they're not able to be returned to their natural habitat or their natural habitat's being destroyed. So there is difficult conversations. It needs to be led by experts, and that's the way we need to go over the next few weeks. Conor Maskey, who proposed it, is on the other line. Do stay with me, uh, Mal. Uh, Conor Maskey, you know, there is this point about it costing the ratepayer over £2 million a, a year, but what's motivating Sinn Féin to make this move now? And as Mal O'Hara says, this time round it's come like a bolt out of the blue. Well, it hasn't. I mean, like like any other, I suppose every other party deals with their their issues in their own way. We, we've had a, a good debate within the party on it at, at, at the Belfast level. Um, I personally have, have witnessed some of the debates over, over the years. I heard you had Chris McGimsey on there. I was very interested over over years. Some of the things that he was saying that that, that made me focus my thinking. Um, now, so we're coming at it from 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 the perspective and and addressing the experience of three groups. One is animals uh, and, and some of them that uh, and Miles right to touch on the conservation issues and the issues that we need to uh, assist uh, in retaining um, some animals but there are some that aren't suited to this climate or this terrain at, at, at Bellevue uh, two the ratepayers who are forking out this money each year and three the visitors so somebody has to ask a question why is the zoo not breaking even why are the visitors aren't why are they not coming in the, the droves that they should be. I, I've heard, anecdotally, people close to me who have visited the zoo and came away feeling utterly depressed, especially at, at the behaviour of some of the, the primates and, and their, you know, the, 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 seem, the, the, the animals seem down, they seem agitated. We need to deal with all of that. And we need experts, Mal's right as well, we need the experts to come through the committee structures now with firm reports detailing species by species, animal by animal, how long they've been there, what programs they're on, uh, what breeding programs, and then we need a, a total view on this. Uh, and, and our intention is that there's a radical change at that site. And we think we can do far, far better. Um, Miles, a North Belfast councillor, as, as am I, a lot of what, what's motivating me also is that I don't believe that that site is being used to its best uh, ability for the animals and for visitors and certainly not for ratepayers. So your plan would be some form of five-year transition period to return the animals to a to a natural habitat and then on site you'd have a comp- conservation program. How, how, how would that impact on the staffing at the zoo? 
I, I, I want to deal with the wording slightly before I answer that question. I'll, t- I'll not take too long. We, we Up until five to six last night, I don't want to bore the, the listeners with technical issues, but the council couldn't receive uh, amended wording. I was, I was happy to receive amended wording. So we, we maybe, uh, there's a bit of bluntness from the receiver's ear about the, the issue of natural habitat. We're not intending at all for uh, animals to go back into the wild. That, that would be, that's, that's not occurring where they, they approach the animals and it's not practical. So uh, in terms of staff, it's in the, the original motion very clear that we are, are intending that not one job gets lost. So if you, if you enhance the conservation prospect, then you do retain a lot of those skilled zoo-based jobs. You can also then, if and, if and where required, you can retrain some people and redeploy within council. We, we do that very, very often uh, in, in other ways. So we, we, our uh, motion was very clear. and We'll be fighting this strongly through the, the council process that not one job gets lost here. I noticed that the SDLP's Carl White, he said at the meeting that indeed national and international breeding programmes have contacted Belfast City Council because they're, they're concerned that there may be a change coming and what, uh, have contacted the, the council and indeed the zoo. They're concerned there may be changes coming that would impact on national and international breeding programmes. Very important work done by the experts who are already there at Bellevue. Yeah, and, and let's get that report back through the committee stage, but let's also recognise that the status quo, and this has been mentioned, this isn't my language, by the way, Frank, uh, Parks Manager in 2016, the EAZA, uh, and not so long ago either, has all, have all said that the status quo cannot pertain in that site. So let's, yes, let's take all of the, the best that is up there, whether that's a breeding programs, whether that's conservation of indigenous animals, which actually we should be doing a lot better on. The only indigenous animal that we're treating up there in, a, in the proper way are red squirrels. Uh, so we, we've, we've a whole question to ask in, in, in its totality, but let's not lose the fact that we, the status quo cannot pertain at that site. How much support do you think you'll get from other parties? That, that's work in progress. I mean, I, I, I know Mal very well, and, and I know, obviously, their, their statement last night, but that's grand. We can, we can deal with all of that. There has been a, a bit of a, probably more than I would have expected, a media, a media uh, uh, activity around this that's, that's at a high level. We now have a chance through the committee's pro- processes to get down in the rooms, thrice these things out, get the expert reports. I believe as we go through all this, especially with people coming at it from a very genuine perspective, that's people who, who just love zoos as they exist right now, but it's also people who are uh, cherish the, the conservation element of things, also people who may want to have other activities on that site. Let's come at this in a way that we can uh, do those three things, enhance the experience of the animals, the rate pair, and the visitor. Okay, Conor Maskey from Sinn Féin. Uh, thank you and uh, Mal do you you think there'll be much support generally for the ongoing discussion around what Conor Maskey is proposing what indeed uh, Mr Majimsey had been saying for for some years Uh, is there is there there an appetite for change from political parties generally um, I, I certainly think, and that's one thing I can welcome about uh, Connor's, mass, uh, Connor's motion last week is that it has engendered, it has encouraged a conversation. You know, now I want to say that our party were not supporters of zoos, but there is a space for conservation, and I think that's the balance that I'll be advocating um, as we as the discussion develops. But I, I'm a little disappointed that 
both former Councillor Majemsi and, and Connor have talked about this in terms of, um, you know, the ratepayers' expense. If the, the Belfast City Council provide a range of services. If we look just at cold-hearted facts or figures, we would say the Waterworks Park costs us X amount of pounds per, per year. Botanic Park costs us X amount of pounds per year. They are public goods. They're not about necessarily making profit. Our parks do not make profit, but we know parks have a vital role in terms of um, biodiversity, in terms of mental health, in terms of cohesion for communities, in terms of civic and public space. So I don't think we should be reducing the zoo and the site that it's located on to just monetary value. I think we need a wider conversation about what happens up there. We also need to look at you know, Belfast Castle, Cape Hill County Park, Floral Hall. And I think what needs to develop is some sort of strategic plan for those sites in North Belfast. Okay. I, I've been a champion when I was knocking indoors last year, Frank. I, I want to see a greenway developed for North Belfast like we have a greenway in East Belfast, which has been a fantastic success. We can look at that type of model across North Belfast. And I think that's the conversation of where it needs to go. Okay, Mal O'Hara from the Green Party, thank you. Thank you to Conor Maskey and Chris McGimsey as well. I'll take some of your, your calls and your points of view after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A few texts and emails coming in about the zoo. Emmanuel has a point that he wants to make. Emmanuel, good morning. Morning, Frank. Uh, I just want to say, I was in the zoo, I think it was last Easter, and it's very, very badly run down. It's very outdated. It needs a lot of money put into it. The signage is bad. I've seen people walking around lost trying to find certain animals. I've watched mothers push prams up hills, exhausted. You're in the side of a mountain here, Frank. And uh, personally, as an animal lover, I would like to see it closed down. And I, I, would, I would actually say that the floor hall and the surrounding landscape on the mountain has massive potential. The sky's the limit, what you could do with it. Uh, it could bring in investment, could bring in tourists and um, a lot of jobs and what have you, you know. 
the description there doesn't match my last visit to the zoo where you, yes, you have to go up a hill, but that's it's on a hillside. But the signage and people not being able to find the animals, I think you're overstating that. I, 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 my, my personal opinion would be that the, the zoo is well organised and as well run as any other public facility. Well, Frank, that's not what I've seen on the ground. I was there, and um, <clears throat> I've watched people stop me and ask me where certain animals were. They were running around lost. Um, mothers are... It's an it's a uphill claim. I've watched mothers pushing proms, exhausted. I've watched kids screaming and crying because they were tired, walking around uphills and all over the place. And uh, the money, you're talking £35 for a family of five. And the animals look really miserable. Um, I've watched the zookeepers bringing all the animals in there to the rain. My people's walking around the rain looking for them. It's very, very badly organised. And personally, it's really, really outdated. So you'd be in favour of any move that sees it closed or you'd be in favour of any move that sees it become a conservation centre. You almost sound like as if you you want to put posh houses on it the way you were talking about the sky's the limit. No, I don't want to put posh houses on it, Frank. What I'm saying is, look, I understand certain animals have to be protected from extinction. What have you? You know, there's breeding processes and other things you can do with that there. I'm not, I'm not talking about building houses. I'm talking about you could do something really, uh, it's got potential, you know what I'm saying? The floor of all there could be done up and used as whatever you want to use it for, you know, even wedding venues, whatever. The sky's the limit, it's on, the, it's on a mountainside there, and uh, you could really, really uh, do something potentially with it. Do you see any benefit in zoos per se? No, I really don't. I think the animals should be left in the wild, and I don't think... Anybody's benefit walking up, paying money and staring at an animal. For, you know they've got a they've got a life sentence behind bars, Frank. It's just not right. Okay, it's a stark description of what it's like to be an animal in the zoo. But that's how Emmanuel sees it. Do you agree with him on that? He sees animals in custody, so to speak. Uh, Robert has a point on most things, including the zoo. What do you think, Robert? Good morning, Frank. Uh, Nice to speak to you again on the biggest show in the country. Uh, I would like to say this very clearly, Frank. I heard Conor and Mosky on saying it's costing the ratepayers to keep Belfast Zoo open two and a half million a year. Well, I would like to put this back to Conor Mosky and the council. Uh, If it's costing the ratepayers two and a half million a year, why don't they send out a survey to all ratepayers and asked them a question, a simple questionnaire. They asked them, "Do you want Belfast Zoo to stay open or close?" Uh, to me, that would be very fair all round. That's a that's a referendum. Well, you, yeah. If you want to call uh, Belfast Zoo, have a referendum on Belfast Zoo. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Secondly. Secondly, you know, I've heard your last caller on saying about, you know, uh, a life sentence the animals are getting uh, kept in Belfast Zoo. Like, uh, Belfast is the capital city, the first point, like Dublin, Edinburgh and everywhere else all have zoos uh, in them. Right? Now, my point is, out in the world, there's that many poachers and profiteers killing the animals right across the planet. If if 
the council and Stormont maybe had a better b- debate and uh, doing away with uh, making it illegal for fox hunting would maybe be a bit better in the welfare of animals. No, well, that's a, t- it's a separate issue. It is a separate issue. The, the fox, the fox isn't going to find himself in the zoo unless he's uh, arriving to eat something that's already there, as Emmanuel would say, in custody. But the people we've only briefly thought about during the course of this morning are those who are employed at the zoo and who've been employed at the zoo for a considerable number of years. And let's be honest about it, if we really give an analysis that was fair, we'd say they've been doing a very, very good job. Um, Alan Perry is from their their union, or one of the unions. Uh, Alan, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, uh, Alan, what's the feeling among workers with so much discussion about major changes at the zoo? Um, I mean, as you can imagine, Frank, obviously this story broke late on Thursday night uh, in one of the local media outlets, and, and that's where staff first became aware of it, that there was actually a motion going forward to the council last night. Uh, we then had a, a hastily arranged meeting with management um, who addressed uh, our members and the staff on Friday morning. So as you can imagine, um, it, it has come as a shock that this uh, has, has come to light again. We accept previously it had been in the news, but as you you can imagine, I mean, their concern is, is around the welfare of the animals that they look after, and I think that's a testament to them that they are trying to carry on through difficult times uh, as professional as they can. Are they worried about losing their jobs, or is it creating uncertainty among them that would suggest to them that they seek employment elsewhere? Um, I think, again, when the story broke, and again, I think sort of listening to the debate last night was in the chamber, and, and I think there's a, a query around the actual motion and the wording around it. Uh, certainly, it, it came out at the very start that uh, my understanding of it was that Councillor Maskey was the conclusure of the zoo. Now, I think he sort of backtracked a wee bit around that or trying to, to change the wording around the motion, and that will be a matter for the, the, the debate or committee. But as you can imagine, Frank, of course, they're concerned uh, around their job. Some of them have been employed, as you probably mentioned at the, at the start, around 30 odd years. I was speaking to one guy yesterday who looks after the lions, uh, who's been employed near 36 years along with his wife. Um, so as you can imagine at this time, of course there's uncertainty because nobody really knows what the future holds for them. Now Sinn Féin do say as part of their suggestion to council that workers would be redeployed there they are not planning on shed on shedding staff, but though if, if you have been looking after lions for thirty years, you'd feel maybe insulted that people are suggesting you're not doing a good job. A hundred percent, Frank, and, and and I picked up and uh, around some of the social media comments that people have made around, oh, they're just council workers, they're this and they're that. You know, these are dedicated trained staff um, who, ha- like we say, have been employed for a number of years. It's not something that anybody can just turn up one day and become a zookeeper. Um, you know, they're, they're highly trained and, and go through um, assessments throughout the year and, and obviously the accreditation through the various uh, bodies as well. So as you can imagine, Frank, it's not just a simple case of uh, trying to redeploy somebody. Do they really believe, however, the workers there, that the animals generally are happy behind the bars? 
of course they do, Frank. Uh, I mean, let, let's let's be clear. You know, these are people who it's not a job to them; it's a vocation, uh, and they set out uh, in, in their employment to to go down this path every day. Their main priority uh, is with the animals, and even when we had the the hastily arranged meeting with senior management on Friday morning, their concern was around the welfare of the animals and what may or may not happen to them, rather than actually their own jobs and their employment uh, and what the future holds. So their worry was that at some time in the future the animals could be shipped out and that would be heartbreaking. Oh, 100%, Frank. I mean, I mean I've been there, you know, with our members at, at, at times when, you know, when, when animals sadly pass away and, and, and they, they feel as if it's part of their family, you know, they've reared them from, from, from infancy right up through to, to adulthood. Uh, and of course, you know, to them, it, it is their family. You know, they, they, they are a, a community up there. You know what I mean? They're very tight uh, workforce up there. Uh, but th- th- their priority is always with the animals in their care and, and, and they always give 110% in everything that they do. And the criticism sometimes is labelled that as clearly uncalled for. Okay, Alan, uh, speaking on behalf of the workers from the GMB Union, uh, thank you very much indeed. That's Alan Perry. Right, we're getting closer to the news at 10 o'clock. Your opinions are, as always, very welcome here on the U105 phone-in. And we speak to Anne, who's on line three, who has a point to make uh, about the zoo and indeed about what we've been referring to this morning. Um, good morning, Anne. Good morning, Frank. Yes, Anne. How, how do you read it? I just think it's Shanty's lost their mind by closing the zoo, or what proposes close the zoo. What are they going to do with the animals? Ship them back into their own for to be killed, poached? Well, they did. You know, Conor Maskey did point out uh, earlier on the program that they had no intention of doing that. the The elephants aren't going to go back into the wild. The lions aren't going to have to go back to uh, the edge of the jungle. They're they're not going to have to to do that because they simply couldn't survive. You know, they 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 exactly. depend they depend on their keepers to look after them. So they would live out their their natural lives in the zoo, but they they wouldn't be replaced. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be, uh, the numbers would not be added to. There is a possibility, of course, that they may transfer to another zoo, but they're not going to go into the wild. The Dublin Zoo, while they get that zoo um, sort of way, we modern a bit. Of the money they want to spend in the side of the, the cave or that um, mountain, why not spend it in the zoo? Yeah, but are you in favour? Are you in favour of the zoo as it is? Do you enjoy, or does your family enjoy going to see the animals as they are at this present moment in time at Bellevue? Yes, I'm a grandchildren. One Emmanuel was on there who's very much against the animals being, as he says, in custody behind bars. And he's suggesting that even the venue is difficult to to encounter, the steep hills. He's not happy with the signage. Uh, I I felt, to be honest, that he was misrepresenting the zoo when he he said that. But uh, what's your your opinion? As being a mother, father, grandmother, whatever you are, you always put a wee bit of effort into taking your kids somewhere. Should it be up a bit of a hill? There's no big hills there. 
Well, it is it is steep. It is steep in fairness, but my goodness me, it'll do us the world of good. But if we walk up a hill, it shouldn't be the main reason as to why we should have to change it. Uh, Anne, uh, thank you. Uh, 028 uh, Paul has a point as well. Um, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you doing? Very well, Paul. How do you read it? Good. I'm, uh, I'm grand. Uh, Frank, I live near the Belfast Castle. And I'm roof there. And my roof is £2,000 a year. And some of that goes to whatever goes around. But um, City Council, uh, whatever you want to call them, um, took off the Belfast Street. They do a good job. So you're happy for some of your £2,000 to go towards the zoo? Yes, of course I would, yes, yes. Well, that point was made by Mal O'Hara earlier. He said, you know, you can't really put a price on open space, on parks, on on just the environment, and he includes the zoo in that, whereby people get a healthy experience from being close to the animals, being in the open air, and you, you, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily be looked upon as a profit because it has many other benefits. That's, that's your view on it too. Uh, uh, yes, indeed, I know loads of people go to um, There's kids from different schools go to it is very well subscribed to. I think it is still traditionally a day out from schools. Maybe the numbers aren't as large as they were in the past. There's been a suggestion of that uh, today on the programme that the those who pay at the gate maybe are going down in numbers. But sometimes we hear about how it's flourishing and it will be weather dependent. I would say on a blowy, cold, miserable day like today, it's unlikely that there'll be droves going to the zoo. But then you get a half decent spring day and the first thing you think of with the, the children is, you know, is it picky, pool and banger or up to the zoo? And, you know, who hasn't taken their children to Belfast Zoo? Uh, do let us know what you think, however. We're heading towards the news now at 10 o'clock. If you're just joining us, you're very welcome. It is the U105 phone-in. Frank Mitchell here to 12. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.